comes in like a flood. The Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. I see the enemy coming in like a flood in our houses, in our churches, in our families. But what I don't see is the standard. People of God, where's the standard at? We're in a war, y'all. It's time to stand, y'all. The Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear, and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. Today's message, Looking Ahead. And now here is Bishop Caldwell. Proverbs chapter 27. In Proverbs chapter 27 and verse 12, need to exercise some wisdom. In Proverbs 27 and 12, we're talking about looking ahead. A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself. You got that? A prudent man or a wise man can look down the road. Now we've been talking, if you know that, that the days of this drastic plastic are drawing nigh, that credit cards will be a thing of the past for those that are wise. Now, I, you know, you will look ahead and you will see what's in front of you and make the adjustment back here. So that you won't plunge over the edge. Okay, now listen to this. Knowing that the credit card, okay, some, this is what I need to say. And we're strictly talking financial freedom here. It's simple for some people to keep up with the amount of money that, especially if you're in business, the amount of money that you pay on your gas. So therefore, some of you have gas cards and you charge your gasoline on it. And uh, the company keeps up with uh, the amount of money that you put out on gas because you can always get that back. They're going to bill you for it at the end of the month and et cetera. Let me give you an alternative to that. The alternative to running around with a gas card, paying all that interest on top of that card, even to have that card, there's an alternate to it. Just take some good time, ask the service station attendant to give you a receipt. Is that right? Just say, give me a receipt. I'm buying this gas, give me a receipt. They'll give you one. And then keep that in the glove box of your car. So when it come income tax time, you don't need you don't need to be paying the gas company people uh, 18 or whatever percent to hold that car when you can, in fact, send their car back to them and buy your own gas. Keep your own ticket and put it in your glove box. 
So Proverbs uh, 27 and 12 says, a prudent man foreseeth the evil. Now it's here. The evil in this instance being the day of the credit card is over. So now we need to get into money management. So we're looking ahead for your benefit, for my benefit, for all of our benefit, so that we won't go down the slide. So you got a good uh, three years, good three and a half years to turn this whole credit card scenario around. So you need to start getting out of it now. No, there's no need in fussing about it because the bridge is out. Okay? Now this may not interest some of you. And, and since I've been ministering, what I found out is that a lot of times the things that it doesn't seem to interest the people that God put in the audience for it to be for, they end up in a crisis and then they be trying to recall what was said. Okay? So we're not impressed by how it sounds. We're not trying to impress you with voice flexes. We're just giving you some information and those that are wise will take heed to wise counsel. Because the system is cracking down and, uh, and that's it. But a lot of people will go on and still uh, make an application for credit cards and don't realize that the bridge is out. Okay? And it's not something that I did. It's something that the federal government has already done. Okay? So in, in uh, Proverbs 17 and 12, it says, A prudent man foreseeth the evil. If you wise, you will see what's happening. That's what it means to walk circumspectly, to know what's going on around you. And you will hide yourself where? The name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous runneth into it and is safe. Now, if you're wise, you will hide yourself in God's counsel. Need I say that again? If you're wise, you will hide yourself in the Lord's counsel. But then there's another person in this verse. The simple pass on. And the what? Say it again. The simple here are those that won't give heed to sound warning. They pass on. I'll make it. I'll do it on my own. I've, I've had these costs these many years. And, and this is the way I've been doing business. I'm going to keep on doing fine. Have at it. But it's a punishment coming. How can that happen? Well, simple. Let me tell you something about business. They are giving away credit cards. Now, I mean, some of you know that there used to be corporations. You tried and you tried, you know, during when, when things were booming, you tried to get one of those cards. They wouldn't let you have it. Your credit wasn't good enough. Now they're sending them to you in the mail. They didn't ask you. They're just sending the card. You know why? Because they're trying to survive. But see, the simple will go on charging stuff on credit cards. But the wise will make the adjustment now. I don't care how you cut it up. It still come out cake. And don't nothing beat having your own money. Okay. Now, so if you're wise, you'll plan ahead. Proverbs 27 and 12. Now, you'll provide for your family in time of need. And that's what we're talking about here. You cannot provide for your family if you don't have nothing to give them. 
And in this sense, I'm talking about immediate family. And sometimes, you know, uh, we have families that, that uh, they hit a, a, a bad streak. Not bad luck, but they hit a bad streak. They need something. Somebody in the family, and you know it's pitiful. Some of y'all know I'm telling the truth, what I'm about to say. Some families can't even come up with $100 to bury an uncle. They don't have it. Why? Because they've been strapped in poverty. That poverty was passed on to them. They were they was reared up in it. Now they're raising their children in it. And when a uh, disaster hit, nobody in the family have any money. Even they listen, this is how bad it is. They can even call it California. I'm not impressed with people that live in California. Because I've been there. And do you know that a ghetto in California is just like a ghetto in Louisiana? And so listen, this is true. When a person that's poverty stricken here in Louisiana make a long distance phone call on their neighbor's telephone to someone in California, the one in California is no better off basically than the one here in Louisiana. You know why? Because poverty is a thing that starts on the inside. So I'm not impressed because such and such and so has an uncle in California. How is uncle living? And some of them can't come home for their people's funeral. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. Why? Because they don't have the means. They can't come back for their mother's funeral. That's bad. So what we're simply saying is that God has a plan. But you need to make the adjustment now. Don't go on down the road like everything is everything. Some will though. Sad to say. Nobody here. Uh, prayerfully will not. But uh. That bridge is out. The bridge is out. Okay? The feds broke the bridge. It's out. The wise will take heed. The simple will pass on and be punished. Okay? All right. Now, in 1 Timothy chapter 5 and verse 8, 1 Timothy 5 and 8, This is what we're about to read is an impossibility to take care of scripturally wise if the person who is supposed to have does not have. In 1 Timothy 5 and 8, but if any provide not for his own and especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. What is an infidel? A heathen. Any man that does not provide for his own house has denied the faith. That man does not have faith in God. He has denied the faith. If any does not provide for his own, and especially those of his own household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. What's an infidel? An unbeliever? A heathen. Are you listening? Every Christian ought to take care of business. Be not slowful in business. Take care of it. Quit trying to duck these folk and pay them. And I'm convinced a lot of people right now would not be in court if they would have returned a telephone call. 
because it costs it costs your creditors or our creditors money to go to court. And then some, you know, some folk, and I'm, I'm not standing up here pearly white if that's any indication, but, you know, sometimes, you know, in times past, I've, I've said something to some folk, you know, over the telephone that I shouldn't have said. But it's not their fault. They trusted me with whatever it was that I purchased. I made a commitment. I signed a contract that I was going to pay them X amount of dollars for the, whatever it is that I got from them. God expects me to honor that word. If I duck these folk and play like everything is everything, I'm sinning. No matter how holy I am, no matter how much I speak in other tongues and lay hands on the sick, if I don't make the, the obligation to the commitment and keep it, God ain't pleased. You mean I'm riding in these folks' car and won't even pay them and then going to cuss them out when they call for their money? After all, it's been three months and I haven't paid a note, and yet I'm the one supposed to be mad. And I got their car. You know, the, 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 the man, uh, you know, when I was growing up, they had what they call a, the A, A, B, A, B price, L, B, L, B price man. Some of y'all, yeah, L, B price man. See, the L.B. Price man came to the house. And I mean, you could get just about whatever you wanted from the L.B. Price man. You get a rug for your living room, child. But see, the only thing about that, the L.B. Price man knew exactly where you lived. And he made his frequent stops with his card in his hand. And you paid the L.B. Price man on that particular item that you had gotten. Oh, many times. As a child, I was told, tell him, I'm not home. <laughs> I go to the door, I say, yeah, I ain't going to call no name. You know, whoever the adult was at that time, they told me they wasn't at home. Why? Because the L.B. Price man was coming for his money. And, and you see... Uh, now we coming. Yeah, that's what we talking. That's what we've been talking about all day. But see, the only thing about it now, the LB Price man can't come because he's in California. He, the LB Price man can't come now because his headquarters now is in Chicago. So what the LB Price man does, he he send mail every month. Say, hey, don't forget me. Fifteen, $350. I'll be here. You know, we don't we don't pay the man. We don't we don't call. We don't ask for an extension. We don't do nothing but play like it doesn't exist. And then on top of that, go out and make another bill. God ain't pleased. God ain't pleased. And let me say this while I'm at it. Ain't no such thing as writing a, a check in faith. Okay. That is, not, that is not faith. That is foolishness and you call that stealing. To write a check and know that ain't nothing there to cover that check is stealing. Thou shalt not do what? Okay, so don't, don't claim, I'm, you know, child, I wrote a check for, for $500, child, and I knew it wasn't nothing in the bank. And child, you know what, when I went down there, child, the money was there. 
don't try that too many times. You know, uh, clerks make errors too. So don't, don't, don't think that God is, is pleased with that kind of business because he's not. You're giving a false report. It's one thing to write a check it's an, and to date it for the date that you're writing it. It's another thing to post date a check. To post date it is to say, hey, look, today is Friday. This check won't be good to Monday. And I want to know, can I write it for Monday? Yeah, fine. I'll hold it to Monday. That's one thing. And see, when the man send the check through, now I know, you know, we all get these checks that bounce a lot of times. You know, the money is there. It's a funny thing about a checking account. You know, you can have money there. But you've written so many checks and say you've written up to about $5. You know, you got $5 cushion in there. But see, what happened when the check came through and they paid everybody, well, they were paying the checks as they came through. What happened? You forgot that the bank had a service charge to have the account. So the bank reached in and got their service charge out. Huh? And so now you got checks bouncing. Bing, bam, boom, ring. Uh, Mr. Sosa, ring. Mrs. Sosa, ring. You say, well, I know I got money in there. I say, well, the check came back. And now you owe us $25 for the check you wrote. What? And the bank step in and get what? $15 or $25. And then sometime, look like the grace of God will allow one of them checks to be paid. Well, we paid this and paid that and paid this and paid that. But we didn't pay this. And so that which ain't checked, we didn't pay that. No, don't do that. Don't do that. That's, that's why, you know, that's why you have this form and everything to get your act together and uh, head up with your creditors. And, and the bottom line here is to zero out. It's to zero out. Okay, so we cannot provide for our own houses if we don't have the wherewithal to do it. And I submit to you that God has a plan for your financial freedom. Now, it's up to you to take these simple words and apply them. Let the Holy Spirit apply them to your life and get your bills lined up so that you can begin to get yourself out of debt. See, the wise and the prudent will take heed. The foolish will pass on and will be punished. Well, how can that happen? Simple. Who is it? Sheriff Department. Just a minute. <laughs> yes, are you so and so and so? Yes, I am. Well, we have here a court order to pick up your furniture. What? Yeah. Pick up your furniture and to get that, that refrigerator and uh, that television. Uh, this is a court order to pick up that car. You know? See? That's when, that's when all, that's when the realness come home to us. See, you don't need to wait until people knocking on your door with a court order. Because it's going to come to that if you don't take care of your creditors. Because your creditors, they got to, they got to, they've got to tell somebody else, why is it that your account is three months due? So you don't get to be big buddies with the creditor, but at least when your name and number come up, you, you, you're not just a name and a number. Y'all understand that? They, they've had some communication with you and you've told them, hey, look, I'm going to try to do this and I'm going to try to do that. Other than that, you could just a name and a number. They say, well, OK, go pick my stuff up. 
And then they send us these, these things in the mail. They say, well, okay, we're going to sue you if you don't do this. You say, they ain't going to sue me. Friend, <laughs> they'll sue you. And then to add iron to insult, you have to turn around and pay the cost of court. You say, well, I ain't going to pay the bill. All right, now you got a $250 attorney fee when you go and get a lawyer. And the bill ain't for $50. So you get an attorney and you got to pay him $250. And then on top of that, when he go down in August, which he's not going to win, when he go in August, now you owe him $250. Then you got court costs on top of that. And the only thing you had to do was pay the man the $50. And, and what you're trying to prove? I mean, you, you said you was going to pay him. You didn't do it. You're behind. The man has no other course than to uh, do what he's doing to get his money. So the best thing you can do is instead of calling down there getting sharp with them folks, don't be calling my house. <laughs> well, okay, we'll send somebody that will knock on your door. See, those who have friends should show themselves friendly. But if any provide not for his own and especially for those of his own house. See, it's, a, it's one thing to give money to people that come to you that have a need. And remember, when people say loan me, that don't mean that I gave you. Amen. You said loan me. I expect that back. No, no, don't. Yeah, I love Jesus too. You said loan me. Yeah, and he the pastor of the church and come, come talking about it. I owed him some money. Yeah, I'm the pastor of the church. That ain't got nothing to do with what I put in your hand that you asked me to loan you. And I want my money. You said loan it. That's what I did. I loaned it to you. I don't want no mess. I want my money. Okay. And ain't no need to come in here talking about, you know, you the pastor and you teach this and you teach that. I'm telling you right up front. You know, this is not the Caldwell National Bank. I got obligations too. Okay. But if I loan you something, I expect my money back. Period. Amen. See, when people say loan, that's what you take them at their word, loan. Now, if I'm understanding that I'm giving you this, I'm not expecting it back. But if I loan it to you, don't walk around me like you don't see me standing here. Now, I loan you that in good faith, and I expect it back. Amen. Amen. See, we've created a lot of welfare cases. You know. Mm -mm. Loan, loan, loan. Loan. Everybody say loan. loan. All right. Loan. So you cannot provide for your own house if you don't have it. And I'm going to tell some of y'all this, and bless your heart, it ain't going to sound good with you, but I'm going to tell you, it may not sound right, but if you take it, it'll help you. God does not expect you to take your bill money and loan it to nobody. Because you got an obligation to your creditors. 
Yeah, and I loaned them my house note. You are a dummy, big dummy. <laughs> Triple big dummy. Your house note, your, the, the place of your domicile. You gonna loan somebody your house money. Oh, now I know that sounds real religious. Oh, yes, and I, I loaned my house money. See, Now you're a Pharisee. Uh-huh, you're a Pharisee now. You've done a good deed, and you're out blowing a trumpet. Da, 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 I loaned up my house money, child. God say don't do that. What are we working for? What are we on these uh, places of our livelihoods for? To get out of debt and to get into riches. If you keep it that simple, you can handle it. To get out of debt and to get into riches. Only thing, really. That any sound Today's message, Looking Ahead. FC7027, FC7027 is now available on CD for only $5. And it may be purchased by calling Know Your Bible at 318-938-1885 or you can mail in your request to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana 71119 or email us Comcast.net. Greenwood Acres has a new website. You can go there to get ministry announcements, connect with the ministry, purchase messages and merchandise and so much more. It can be found at gwafgbc.org. That's gwafgbc.org. We also have a new Know Your Bible video on demand page. You can access it from the website's main page. Just click on the Know Your Bible on demand link. We trust that it will be a blessing to you. Know Your Bible radio broadcast is now available as a podcast. You can listen to Know Your Bible through Apple Podcast, Google Play Music, and Spotify. Simply search for Know Your Bible or Bishop Caldwell in either app. Tap the subscribe button and Know Your Bible will come to you automatically each time an episode is posted. Enjoy! Now the question is... Wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. The power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come. The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, when will Jesus return? I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. 
I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago and he answered me, came into my heart and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you said those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Now the question's up. Hello, this is Bishop Caldwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you. Now I see.